Hey guys, it's Jason. I'm the host of the Time Will Tell podcast here on Anchor. I'm also one of your most loyal listeners, I would suspect. <laughs> as soon as they come out, I've got to listen. And I'm often on the Facebook page saying, Welcome Rabbits. So I just wanted to say thanks for this amazing podcast. The whole team is great. I love every one of you. You're amazing. And from down here in Tijuana at the moment, keep up the good work. Have a great day. Welcome back to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Tonight, I, new guy Jeff, I'm actually not new anymore, I have the great pleasure of being your guide through one of my favorite topics. A topic that's so big, so important, and with such huge impacts and implications that most people don't even know it exists. Tonight, we will be discussing a longtime favorite topic by many of you travelers, weather modification, part two. Before I get into it, let's do the formal greeting of hosts. Anyways, what's up, kid? That was so unexpected, and I needed that today. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I am a... I lost my voice a couple <gasps> days ago, and I'm just regaining it back. So you, I'm, I'm going to try and lay off talking so much just so I can regain my voice. But uh, I'll pipe in as much as I, I can. Perfect. Yeah, you never shut up. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Damn, Jake, you on a roll today. <laughs> Sorry about that, eh? Sorry. There Sorry. it is. That's almost as good as the Bigfoot reference. You're welcome, Jerry. <laughs> so Wes, what's up? I like your glasses. You look as smart as me today. Thank you very much. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Ready to hear all about this. This is going to be your favorite. I, I specifically chose this because, well, I had two different ideas for this week, but I went with this one based on our conversation on the space is fake debate. In your mm-hmm. reaction when I said the famous word chemtrails. So I was just like, all right, <laughs> this guy volunteered. <sighs> Jake. That's me. Jacob. Oh, I'm having a frustrating week, but I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Get into something that's interesting that kind of breaks me away from all the 
all the stuff. I wrecked my baby, my truck. Oh, it's damaged horrifically. A pole jumped out in front of me. Um, hate when what was up with that thing that you did? You like turned away and you were like, you were like that guy that sings that chocolate rain song or whatever. You're like, he, when the, it has a little description, I pull away from the microphone to breathe. Chocolate rain. <laughs> it was very Ace Ventura. Rain. <laughs> it was it was very Ace Ventura. Are you talking about the formal host greeting? Yeah, you're like. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're gonna start a new trend in the podcast world. That is now the formal greeting of hosts. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear a topic from new guy Jeff. You know. It's been a while. Yeah, man. And, you know, we talked about this topic before, but I figured now that we're on the Paranormal Network, there's a lot of people who probably haven't heard this topic yet. Also, it's super important of a topic. Also, Wes volunteered for this topic without knowing. Mm -hmm. And also, it's super easy for me to research. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Wes was existing and we're like, well, there you go. He signed it. He just didn't know. Yeah, dude, for sure. (laughs) And unfortunately oh, for you, Jake, this is a this is a somewhat of a dark topic. So, unfortunately, well, you know, because you were like, oh, you know, I'm excited to like get out of my my bullshit week and like onto something. Well, we're about to get into <laughs> oh. something that's just going to make you more depressed because that's kind of well. I mean, goes. the end of the day is, I mean, it's all coming, right? But I mean, just like I just don't want to think about, um all of the other stuff like life for the next you know other people dying and all that stuff whatever but you know not what's going on currently with me incredibly acid rain you know vaporizing our lungs whatever you know let's let's give the audience what they want they like this dark stuff we can see by our statistics that the travelers are deeply disturbed and so yeah let's give it to them (laughs) let's give it to them Sounds good to me. So, well, I, we'll just we'll just go right. So, just to do like a quick recap for anyone who's listening, like, what are these people even talking about? And when me. we talk about, yeah, when we talk about weather modification, we're not only talking about everyone's favorite chemtrails, but we're also talking about things like ground-based cloud seeding, ocean-based cloud seeding, ionospheric heaters, space-based weather modification, and, and a whole bunch more. Right. And in part one, uh, you know, we basically outlined like some of the history of the projects and showed that this kind of thing has been going on for like over 100 years. We talked about hurricane manipulation, cloud seeding, a few other programs that have been going on over the decades. But first, I want to kind of hit on chemtrails for a minute. So for decades, the term chemtrails has been synonymous with conspiracy theorists. Right. It's like lizard people, chemtrails, conspiracy theorists. That's all I got, right? But science deniers, yeah. Right, science deniers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But um <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. But like <laughs> what are chemtrails? Like what exactly are chemtrails? Right. And it's it's really simple actually. So a chemtrail is basically it's just chemicals being sprayed from an aircraft, right? Mm-hmm. The why in chemtrails, right? Like, why are they being used? Why are they being sprayed from aircraft? That's the thing that gets people caught up in, like, weird conspiracy theories, right? So everybody's heard things like, 
oh, it's a depopulation agenda. And maybe that's true on like some deep level. But I want to keep things at least in part two, a little bit not as deep. I don't want to go that deep down the rabbit hole yet. So we'll kind of try to keep it at like a, a level that's not super duper conspiratorial. So the chemtrails. Are there programs happening to manipulate the weather? The answer is 100% yes. So for anybody who might be skeptical right out the gate, you can actually go to like the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's website, NOAA, and find like a long list of programs in the U.S. Programs ranging from snow augmentation, rain enhancement, hail augmentation, and a whole bunch more. More than half of those programs listed on NOAA's website are programs using aircraft to spray different chemicals in the atmosphere to manipulate the weather. And that, by definition, is a chemtrail. Wes. So before we go too deep, I just kind of want to like, I want to get like a baseline from everybody real quick, just to kind of see what everybody thinks, where they're at, and all that stuff. So Wes, I'm just going to start with you on this. Like, what is your thoughts on not just chemtrails, but weather manipulation, geoengineering, all that stuff? I'm of the mind uh, that that we have attempted and and are or and or are attempting to manipulate the weather uh, for sure. I mean, we as the human race can't help ourselves but meddle in everything that we can. And uh, this is just on a long list of things that can be meddled with, you know. Um, As for chemtrails specifically, I think that's uh all bs i'll be straight out the gate with that but uh <clears throat> just chemtrails you know um yeah that's where i stand fair enough and we'll get into that don't you worry bud i'm gonna change your mind by the end of this episode I'm kid ready. kid where you at with this so far i have l- watched you on tiktok argue with people so much <laughs> and when the first episode of Weather Mods came out, there was actually a really big flood in my area. It took out an entire city. And uh, I couldn't help but think there was some some connection there somehow because the chemtrails are real. <laughs> and it is causing these things. <laughs> Basically is where I'm at. They, they exist. They are happening. And yeah. That's that. I like it. And I also appreciate your live TikTok support. That is one of my favorite things to do these days is argue with meteorologists on TikTok. It is fun. It is so much fun watching you argue with people. (laughs) So much fun. And people are very hard-headed and it's quite entertaining. It is fun. Jake. Yeah, man. I mean, Jeremy likes to call you crazy and stuff. and. I I think that it's because a lot of your arguments they sound too far out there, right? And we like to poke fun at it. I'm wearing the you know dinosaurs are fake, you know. Don't worry, kids. Jeff says I'm fake shirt, you know, and stuff. You know, making fun of the theory that dinosaurs don't exist or never existed. Um, but some of the the points you make, some of the arguments that you have, you come in with evidence, right? So we talk about. Uh, UFOs or UAPs, you know, whatever, and you come out with the patent 
for a like anti-gravity spacecraft that the United States has and then the TR-3B and all kinds of stuff, right? You just back up this ridiculous claim or these ridiculous claims that you have with evidence. And we saw that in the first weather modification. I heavily encourage everybody if, you know, especially those listening to us on the paranormal network, if you haven't listened to it yet, hop on to wherever you listen to podcasts, just the audio only version and it's up in there. I, I think it's probably 20, 30 episodes back now, but it's it's really good stuff because Jeff makes this ridiculous claim and then he runs us through two hours of backing it up, right? And so I'm still on board with it, right? We You showed us the patents on the backs of uh, commercial airliners. Um, you talked to us about, you know, Noah. You talked to us about... Uh, other government plans of doing this, that, or the other with the sky, cloud seeding, all these sorts of things. So uh, it doesn't, you know, affect me whatsoever. And nowadays, posts that episode, you know, I, I'm rolling around and I look up into the sky and I see, you know, the the trails and all that stuff. And you know, I've seen people that have pointed out and said, you know, um, steam caused by heat dissipates rather quickly. But yet these things will hang in the sky for an hour, a couple hours. You know, they just sit there. And it is weird. I'm not going to say that it's not, right? And so I'm not opposed to the idea. I do think that it. I am opposed to the idea that it might be, like, chemicals in a form of, like, trying to poison people and trying to, like, you know, give us all cancer or something like that. I don't think that that's necessarily the goal. But... I'm still on board with the, you know, idea of chemtrails, just not knowing, you know, what the purpose is exactly, you know, or if, or rather if there's a nefarious purpose behind it, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, depending on the day, I might agree with that to a certain extent. You know, I, I think, and Wes said this on the space is fake debate, right? That, you know, the, the government at large, right? They're just not organized enough to do shit i mean they can't even build a road without all kinds of issues so how would mm -hmm. they be doing some crazy vast conspiracy so I, I i'm i'm with that on one hand and then on the other hand i'm i have days where i'm like no dude they are doing this shit on purpose to do whatever depopulation right so i kind of bounce back and forth between the two but <clears throat> what i want to do since i started off just kind of talking about chemtrails a little bit i want to I want to ask Wes, like, what is your definition of a chemtrail? Like, what do you think a chemtrail is? And like, why do you think that it's just baloney? Uh, a chemtrail to me is just moisture hanging in the air, just like a cloud would, you know? Um, the reason why it hangs in the air, in the sky for so long, and the same reason clouds are in the sky all day, you know? And in some days there's no clouds. It's, it's, it's just a simple... As simple as the balance of moisture in the air, you know, um, temperature, all that, you know, has a ha, has an effect on on that, you know. Um, <clears throat> having having lived in uh, the state where you can experience literally every single season in a single day, and when I was stationed in Oklahoma, and having worked on uh, Boeing seven hundred sevens, or at least the military version of it. Uh, I I just I just can't see it uh you know 
it's just as simple as just nature being nature, you know, uh, that's just the way I look at it. Fair enough. So let me first, first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to shatter your, (laughs) your, uh, anti-belief of chemtrails, right? So, and this is what Kenzar is referring to. This is what I like to do on TikTok lives because it's, it's super easy to do, but and I suggest anybody who's listening to this, if you're around your phone or your computer or something like that, like try to follow along and you can see what I'm talking about. But as I said before, if we go to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's website, right, NOAA.gov, there's a long, yeah, he's doing it right now. No, there's a long list, like I was saying, of programs, right? Uh, not all of them are done with aircraft. A lot of them are done with ground-based technologies and things like that. But more than half of those programs listed on NOAA's website are aircraft that are retrofitted either with some sort of spraying devices or the aircraft are, the engines are retrofitted to burn the propellants that I showed in the patents on episode one of this Mm -hmm. series. So like, yeah, anybody should go back and listen to that so you can get a full understanding, but there are patents out there how they can change an aircraft's engine to burn fuel and the fuel itself has been let's just use the word laced with different chemicals right barium strontium aluminum the list goes on so the programs kind of go back and forth between having sprayers or having these engines that are burning this fuel so again my definition and most people's definition of a chemtrail is just that it's a it's a trail behind an aircraft that is produced by chemicals being sprayed into the atmosphere. Now, not every single line that we see, these linear persistent cirrus Mm -hmm. clouds, as they're called now, not all of those are chemtrails, right? But some of them are, just based off of the reports that we can see on NOAA's website. So that's usually what I do. I'll lead somebody down that path. I'll be like, go to your computer, right? I had this meteorologist one time come on the TikTok live and he was like, bro, you're full of shit. There's no such thing as chemtrails. You're out of your mind. And I was like, bro, go to your computer, right? Bring this guy to the computer and boom, show him the, the reports. He reads a couple of the reports and he's like, oh, well, maybe I just need to do more research. I'm like, yep. So chemtrails, definitely real, 100%. I don't know if you went to the Noah's website just now, Wes. Yeah. I I did, but the thing is, I'm like looking, I'm like looking, and I'm trying to find you know this list of programs and whatever, and uh, all I'm seeing is a list of like different pages like weather, climate, ocean and coast, fisheries, satellites. I went to know. the uh, magnifying glass and I typed in weather modification. The first thing that comes up is uh, uh, an article that says on NOAA's website, in the late 1940s and 50s, many deemed quote, the deliberate or inadvertent alteration of atmospheric conditions by human activity, end quote, also known as weather modification as a promising science of the future. Currently, the most common form of weather modification is cloud seeding, which increases rain or snow, usually for the purpose of increasing the local water supply. Weather modification can also have the goal of preventing damaging weather, such as hail or hurricanes from occurring. And then there's a link to the NOAA library where there's a lot more articles of that type. It's nuts. So in the uh, chat here for us on the Zencaster chat, I just put a link to the actual library with the reports in it. Um, 
think there's like 86 pages or 89 pages and there's like 10, 15 reports on each page and you can read through all of them if you would like. And yeah, you will see that they they utilize aircraft to spray different chemicals. Now, again, I don't know what the full intention is. I go back and forth with it, right? So I'm not going to come right out and say, hey, uh, you know, this is strictly for depopulation. I don't think that's the case. It's definitely weather modification, right? Geoengineering, weather modification. They're different things, but they kind of do the same. They have the same outcomes. I would even say geoengineering is a better description of what they're actually doing, at least in my view of what, you know, what are weather modification, you know, what they're actually trying to do with it. Sure. Yeah. Um, they definitely coincide with each other, but they are two different things, at least as far as I'm understanding oh, it. Yeah. You know, you have different levels of it, but the overall goal is climate control, climate, uh, global warming mitigation, things like that. Like, so we've all heard it a million times, right? There's this whole narrative about, you know, the climate is changing due to man-made whatever global warming, right? Al Gore said, we're all going to be underwater by 2014, the whole thing right? So in my opinion, the weather modification, geoengineering, climate control situation is so that they can propagate and continue that narrative for a whole long list of reasons. So do I think that people are polluting? Of course, pollution is terrible. We're all really bad at polluting and jacking shit up. I I totally agree. Do I think that us driving around in our cars or eating beef or whatever the case is, is actually changing the climate for, you know, in a negative way? No, maybe a little bit, right? In one of the patents, and I'm not sure if I brought this patent up on the first part, but the stratospheric Wells box seating for reduction of global warming patent, which is a patent for chemtrails. In that patent, it actually explains that one of these persistent linear cirrus clouds that are left behind a plane actually traps more of the radiation down on the earth than it releases. And I think they said something like one of those trails that will go miles and miles, right, Mm -hmm. will have more of a warming effect than, I don't remember the number, uh, hundred, you know, uh, transatlantic flights or something like it was ridiculous amount of excess global warming that was happening because of these trails, because what happens is those clouds actually disperse and, and fan out, which not only blocks some of the sunlight from reaching, but it traps that radiation that's supposed to be permeating out into space from the earth. So it creates more of a greenhouse effect. So why do they do it? If they say it's for the reduction of global warming, but it's actually creating more of a global warming effect, why is it done? So we can get to Mars. (laughs) So the lizard people can breed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's it's, it's how the reptilians like it. Yeah. So they're hot and sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely like it warm, that's for sure. 100%. 100%. Well, it's it's just like I'm sure you can find really anybody in government who's promoting the global warming is going to kill us all idea. And within the last five years, even if they've been talking about it for 15 years, 
they purchased a coastline estate. You know, and it's just like, hmm, interesting thing to purchase, you know, or excess house or, you know, mansion on the coast or whatever. Interesting purchase to make if the ocean's going to rise and kill all of us, you know, or something like that. It's just like, or they're like, oh my gosh, you need to get rid of your gas vehicle and get an electric vehicle that still destroys the earth and runs off of oil or coal <laughs> some in some cases you know like oh my gosh that's so much better um but they have a private jet right and tons of vehicles and all kinds of stuff right it's just it's hypocrisy of course it's fear-mongering and it's just a way to control people because really the data isn't there to say that we are actually experiencing global warming. Let's just say, let's just say that the earth is a billion years old and we have recorded history of weather for the last 1500 years, 2000 years, whatever. Right. I'm, I'm just talking about like the oldest writings that we have where someone could have recorded like, Oh, it was really hot this year or something like that right and that's it that's all we have and it's like uh you know or you could take like ice samples and stuff like that but at what point do you just say well honestly we have no clue what the amount of carbon dioxide we're pumping into the atmosphere is actually doing like if it's having any sort of effect you know it's like oh oh california's in a drought california's been in a drought for like a hundred years like who cares right it's like i i don't think that what we do has any basis on anything and if it did people that are promoting this sort of stuff would have a lot more would take a lot more care into it they would take it more seriously than just saying it and then just going on about their day saying it to you be like oh well you need to do something but i'm not going to it's just like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, why are they? Why are they doing stuff like making making clouds? You know, it, let's just say it's not chemicals, and it's just they're making clouds behind jets, and they have an effect that's greater than you know a thousand cars on the road as far as like creating environmental pollution and stuff. Why? I don't know, because probably it doesn't have any effect on anything, and they're just trying to use it as another way to control you and what you do with your your time and your money and all kinds of stuff that seems pretty much reasonable to me if it's known that this is something that's way 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 worse but they're doing it anyway or they're trying to accelerate it and make it so that you know we can see positive or negative effects in the weather in the global temperature in all these various things so that you're forced into you know being imp or you're forced into accepting what they're implementing like removal of all gas engines or whatever you know you're not allowed to travel anymore you can't go see your grandma because you're going to add to the pollution that we've accentuated by doing things that we knew would make it way, way, way worse than just having daily traffic on the roads. Wes isn't having it. 
I I can't <laughs> believe what I'm hearing. You got me. You got me fired up. Just here, I'm like literally Let's probably the exact opposite of the spectrum in my belief. You know, literally, I I disagree with pretty much everything you just said. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, there's there is literally tons and tons and tons of data. You know, of course, we can't say, uh, you know, 500 years from now or, you know, in the past from today, you know, they recorded, oh, it was hot to hotter than usual today. Like, okay, obviously that we can't actually take that into account and say, oh, this is proof that back then it was starting to warm up or something like that. No, no one's looking at that or even thinking that at all. I don't know when they start recording temperatures, but they set a standard for recording that, you know, uh, we have Celsius and we have Fahrenheit that we measure temperature by. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's, there's also Kelvin and, uh, there's something else. I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyways, we have these standards that we scientists and never, you know, people, uh, have agreed that, okay, this is the standard we'll, from here on out. We'll measure temperature with, right. It's agreed upon around the world. Um, and since then, people being people, being inquisitive about everything around them, have been recording the temperature. Not necessarily, you know, in the beginning, recording because, oh, one day maybe it'll be hotter or colder. It's just, let's let's start recording it and see, you know, just because. Maybe one day someone will care about this. And then maybe later on they're like, you know, hey, maybe there's a pattern developing or something like that, you know. Um, to say that there is no proof is just kind of mind-boggling to me, but I'm sure I'm sure Jeff could probably uh, agree with me on this at least, since we're both from Florida. Uh, I've noticed when I was growing up, uh, hurricane season. You know, that's just a uh, that's just part of life in Florida. You know, everyone knows about it. Uh, <clears throat> hurricanes develop off the uh, you know the west coast of Africa, come across the Atlantic, and hit Florida. They all, they, it seemed like they are always just like, as soon as they come over this way, they're either, you know, hitting the Caribbean or whatever down south of us, or it's just hitting Florida straight on. And nine times out of 10, it's hitting central Florida. I would say, you know, I, that's as a kid, that's, I remember that happening every year, multiple hurricanes typically, uh, every season. And, you know, up until high school, even I remember, uh, I want to say it was, you know, I graduated 06. It was either 05 or 06. Um, we had three hurricanes come back to back to back uh, and hit central Florida. And they like crushed uh, the area I was in. And, you know, we had all kinds of damage and whatnot. I nearly had a uh, like a 300 year old oak tree follow me because the ground was so saturated with water that the root ball and everything just like went whoop, and, you know, tree <laughs> fell right in front of me. And if I would have been anywhere near it, freaking you know, I, I wouldn't be here, but, uh, you know, that stuck with me. And then, you know, I move away, I joined the Navy and whatnot, but I still keep track of things happening back home and hurricanes. I mean, even the later years of my, of high school, hurricanes were starting to swing South or miss the Southern tip of Florida going to the Gulf and then hit the, you know, the Gulf side of Florida and whatnot, or they're uh, swinging up and hitting Northern Florida or even Georgia, you know? And for me, you know, that was something that I noticed and have like has been stuck in my mind ever since then. And one of your other points, uh, thinking, just thinking that everything that we do in this world has no effect 
on anything. I, you know, that's just, that's, that's why people think, you know, pol- you know, polluting is okay. You know, it doesn't matter. It's all, it's just one wrapper or one cup, whatever the hell you're, you know, yeah. one piece of trash. People think, oh, it's not going to matter. You know, uh, it'll fucking, uh, what's the word? I brain fart. Decompose. Decompose. Yeah. It'll decompose or whatever, or the earth will reclaim it. You know, a lot of that takes years and years and years for the things that are biodegradable and whatnot. Plastic and stuff like that, that's going to be around for hundreds of years at, at, at a minimum. Uh, and all the CO2 and whatnot we're pumping into the, the atmosphere, there's there's no way in my mind that that's not affecting the atmosphere and and or causing global warming slash climate change. I know in the very beginning, you know, it was touted as global warming. You know, that was Al Gore's thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, <clears throat> Jeff was saying, we're all going to be underwater by 2014. I remember everyone saying Florida's going to be underwater, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that was like, that was just something everyone joked about in Florida. That was just Nevada beach we were like property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We we're just like, Oh, whatever. You know, who, who gives a shit? Uh, it's not gonna happen (laughs) but uh you know it's been getting hotter and hotter and every year there's record temperatures you know texas is getting record temperatures and uh i know here it's been getting hot as hell hell it was it was like 95 degrees but you know because the humidity was in eight like the upper 80s 80 percent range it was like feels like 103 you know it's just it sucks uh, and things have hundred percent been getting hotter. And I, I feel like, you know, from a kid, it seems like it gets colder later and later in the year. Now, these are just things that, you know, without really any purpose to try to remember, it's just stick out in my mind as a pattern. And, you know, I, I don't even have to have someone come tell me, Oh, did you know that this is, this is happening? There's climate change happening or, it's, or global warming or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm already in my mind thinking, hey, I think this is probably happening. I'm pretty sure this is happening. Well, yeah, no, for sure. And I get that. But I think the one of the things is, yes, the, the climate is changing, right? So I want to be very clear, right? I'm not a climate change denier, as they're labeled, right? <clears throat> I do think climate change is happening. But my stance is more so that it is more, it's happening more due to all of the geoengineering and weather modification programs that have been happening, like I said, for over a hundred years. I mean, this stuff goes back to like the late 1800s, right? So, you know, I think that all the programs and projects that are happening are the main cause for the climate changing, right? And even today, a lot of the top scientists and, and, you know, uh, billionaires who are like investing in all types of programs, even they say, that the programs that they are doing and funding are changing the climate. Now they'll argue that it's changing it for the better, but they are changing the climate, right? So my whole thing is how much of it getting warmer and warmer, and we all recognize that and the winter starting later and all these things, how much of that is because of those programs and how much of that is because you and I are driving around in a car, right? Or whatever. So that's kind of like where the difference is. Now, as far as pollution goes, again, pollution's terrible. Plastics are fucking things up, right? Clean the oceans. I'm all about it. 
hundred percent, right? I, I'm the guy who goes fishing and I end up picking up more trash than I do catching fish, you know? So I'm with you there, but let's talk about the hurricanes for a second. Okay. I did talk about this on the first part a little bit, but uh, for the people who didn't listen to that or on the paranormal network, I'm going to give you guys a little taste of that. So Ooh, give me a taste. Give you, I'm giving you a taste. So <laughs> in 1947, October 13th, 1947. Okay. Long time ago. The first hurricane cloud seeding experiment was done. It's called project Cirrus. And what they did was they flew an aircraft into the eye wall of a hurricane off the coast of Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Their intention was to try to divert the hurricane away from the coast. Okay. The exact opposite happened. They flew this plane into the eye wall of this hurricane dispersed. I think, I don't remember, maybe Jake remembers the exact number. It was like a hundred pounds of dry ice. Not a lot. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Into the eye wall of this hurricane. It super cooled the inner eye wall of this hurricane on, on the side that they sprayed, which immediately made the hurricane take a hard 90 degree turn. And it slammed, I believe into South Carolina and it caused billions of dollars worth of damage. Pretty sure like a few people died. Big deal. Okay. 1947, they figured out that they can steer a hurricane. Now, they it went the other direction, right? First time doing the experiment, they should have sprayed the other side of the eye wall, but no, they sprayed this side and it went this way. So why is it that, like you said, here in Florida, we had one year with three hurricanes that totally jacked shit up. Katrina in uh, uh, Louisiana, right? Jacked shit up. Hurricane Irma just a few years ago here in Florida. Jack shit up. Happens all the time. Billions of dollars worth of damage. You know, uh, funding from the federal government for disaster relief. All these things. Okay? Private industry making billions of dollars off of disasters. Oh, yeah. I was there for uh, doing hurricane relief for Maria after it hit the Virgin Islands. Uh, we were on deployment and we stopped. We just left uh, Virginia. We went down and we were going to go past... Uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and then Hurricane Maria just ripped through there and then I think it was Irma right afterwards ripped through there too and so we were there and you should have seen the the relief effort that was going on and the amount of money that was being funneled into there in the form of supplies and stuff that then ended up being put in a warehouse and never utilized yeah it was crazy Billions. how much money there is around hurricane relief and storm Billions. assistance and stuff yes billions it's of dollars crazy so this is the point, right? So if they knew how to, if they know right now how to steer hurricanes, okay, with a hundred pounds of dry ice in a plane, why do hurricanes hit in populated areas where it causes billions of dollars worth of damage? The other thing is, is that on the side of the money for that sort of stuff, I have people that I have worked with that did hurricane relief for Katrina um, that were in charge of going door, door to door and taking people's firearms and various other things to keep people from hurting themselves or protecting themselves from looters and stuff. There was a huge control effort that went through this whole thing. So not only is there money to be made, but it seems also that you can just press people under your thumb of whatever whim you have at the time, do things that are completely unconstitutional. 
against the state constitution, against the federal constitution. You can do whatever you want to to people when they are needing assistance and relief. In the name so of disaster. So I agree yeah. with Jeff that you know if there's an ability to change things or steer them back out into the, the ocean or whatever it is, it seems weird that they're not doing it. But then if you think past it and you look at you know what's to be gained by letting a, a superstorm slam into an entire state, or half of an entire state and you know how much money there is to be made by it and what you can do when emergencies are put in place you know when a governor of a state or whatever calls it a emergency or a disaster so it's really interesting that's kind of my thought on global warming as a whole actually how is it that I am the cause of all this damage that you and I are the cause of all this damage when the government has the capabilities to, to steer these, these like, we can't be the, like, we can't be the sole cause of that damage. I don't think that us as regular citizens are the, like the main cause of all this global warming and, and whatnot. When we have proof that the government can, use a hundred pounds of dry ice to steer this that way. Why, why aren't, okay, now we're using chemtrails to try and stop the global warming, but you're like, it's just making it worse. Um, in school, I remember in like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, they really were pushing global warming and then all of a sudden gone. It's not, it's not a thing anymore. Last time I, between probably 2008 and 2020, the only time I heard about global warming was in 2020. It's I, I I I don't think that we're the cause. I think the government has a lot to do with it, and because they have all these capabilities to do other things. So I can play that game. Wes was first. <laughs> Wes had his hand up first. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, he's getting creepy. He's got something to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways god damn it uh <laughs> so i i'm with uh kenzar so when the government says that it's us and that we should try to like eat less meat drive less or use public transportation to lower emissions i do believe that's all horseshit it's not the regular the regular you know whoever joe schmo you know working his blue collar job nine to five that is causing the majority of the carbon emissions into the atmosphere i without a doubt i believe it's it's just uh you know industries you know all these all these uh companies factories you know uh pumping out these things that are just meant to last a year before they break and then they want you to buy the next thing you know it's a planned obsolescence yeah yeah it's just industry as a whole it's all about the profit and that's that, where i was yeah, trying to yeah. get to is everybody's just we don't we don't care about global warming we don't care about the weather but if we can use this to manipulate people to give us their guns why not do it right well it's all about profit their their goal is they want us to consume as much as possible and and make charge us the most that they possibly can with it you know uh that's pure and simple and you know that is what's driving i would say up to 90 90 to 95 percent of carbon emissions into the atmosphere it's not us driving to work driving to go hang out with friends or whatever you know not even close 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, before I because I could go on 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 uh, let uh, Jake say what he wants to say. Ah, yes. Um, well, I didn't necessarily mean like you know they're going to take our guns because of global warming. I was just using that as an example. You know, emergency powers put in place or disaster. You know, whatever sort of legislation is set in there that things can be done that are considered unconstitutional at any other time but because there's you know a i don't think it's called that i think it's called something else but it's similar but just you know hey this is an emergency thus you know somehow the governors of each state or whatever the president suddenly has this like unlimited power they can impose on people and if you consider climate change to be a you know, disastrous emergency, then as far as climate change goes, you know, let's take it away from the, the guns things. That's really neither here nor there. That was just an example. But let's just say, you know, for the last two years, there was a point where you, you know, people were restricted in their movement, you know, or you couldn't go see your relative that was dying in a hospital because of something, right? It was just like, they're already about to die. You know, <laughs> how much worse could it get? Um, but there was all these sorts of things that under any normal circumstance, we would say, well, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to listen to it. But people generally, by and large, seem to fall into place with it because it was under emergency circumstances or there was, you know something in place where it was like well now i'm gonna restrict freedoms from you like your freedom to travel or your freedom to you know go to work or whatever it is because of this catastrophe that we're in and to an extent i i i understand um but you can definitely see where people cross the line but going into what's going on in the united states you know Easy Google search will show you that, say, the way that we produce steel, as just an example, is five times cleaner than the way China produces steel. Yet, they're going to tell you, and I mean, it's the same for Canada, too. The restrictions that we have as far as, you know, what we consider state safety standards, pollution standards, all kinds of stuff are leaps and bounds above other countries. But they're going to tell you in Canada, Kenzar, and us in the United States that, you know, my governor in California is going to tell me that um, by 2035, there will be no gasoline engines being sold anywhere. And we will all be driving electric vehicles. We'll have electric lawnmowers. We can't have gas generators anymore. Um, but we aren't the problem. It's other people that are the problem, other countries. But there's no pressure on them to change anything. They're not saying we're going to stop all trade with you until you fix these issues and get on our level and our standards. Instead, they're going after the people that aren't the problem and saying we're going to drastically change your lifestyles because of X, Y, and Z versus actually going after the people that are the cause of that. You know, it's like uh, someone's running around punching people in the face, but they're going to chop off your hands because that's going to somehow solve the problem, right? So it's like, it's like that. And so I don't think necessarily that our global, you know, I, I don't believe human beings are a parasite, but I don't believe for us, you know, I, I don't disagree that our 
goings on around the world don't have an effect on the earth, right? And we can see that because I just I just looked it up. There is a trash island between California and Hawaii that is t- two times the size of Texas. Mm-hmm. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. It used to be, you know, the last time the I looked it up, I think patch. it was like this the size of Texas. And now it's twice the size of Texas. And you can look at that two ways. You can say, one, if you're a normal human being, you can say, well, that's awful. You know, we should do something about that. But then what do you do about that? Right? It's plastic. It's bottles, you know, various things. It's those little, you know, rings that you get around six packs of soda that people just huck in the, huck in the, the ocean and they don't care about the turtles, right? Um, <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff. It's like, well, what are we going to do about that? How are we possibly going to get on top of something that's that big? And then on the other side, you could say, well, you know, if they're worried about overpopulation and stuff, we're creating a new landmass. So, I mean, we could just, you know, let that thing grow into its own island and then move people over there. <laughs> Go live on the trash island. But, uh, you know, but it, it's obvious, right? We have an effect. The yeah. practices we have in place have an effect. I want to say that we're probably doing really well when it comes to uh, recycling and things like that now that it's kind of gotten out there that, hey, it's good to recycle, right? If nothing else, maybe creating plastic versus recycling plastic is cheaper or is is more expensive, right? It's which Don't get actually, me started on recycling. Which actually isn't the case. It's actually more that. expensive to recycle things than it is to create them. But anyway, um, <laughs> but, you know, what, whatever the thing is, I think that we're, we're better at that. Um, but then again, we have whenever plastic was invented, I think during World War One-ish time frame to, say, 20 years ago. We have that entire time frame of people that just didn't care. You know, if you ask your grandparents, if they're still alive, you ask your grandparents like, hey, how did you guys dispose of your trash? My grandparents were like, oh, yeah, we'd go find a hole in the ground or a ditch. We just throw all of our garbage. In it. You know, they just didn't care. And so we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of that, right, to contend with. So how are we going to get on top of it? Well, you know, fortunately, metal breaks down over time. You know, ask anyone who's trying to restore an old car that's older than 70 years and they're just rust bucket POSs, right? They're just almost reclaimed back to the earth. But then you have, you know, styrofoams, plastics, all kinds of stuff that are just, you know, I they'll probably be around for forever, right? There's no data to show, but you can see something that's 50 years old and say, well, how much is it deteriorated okay well it's probably gonna be around for the next twenty thousand years if we're still here you know so yeah i agree we we are doing damage to the earth or have done damage to the earth but that doesn't stop me from seeing the other side of this argument which is okay so if we can all recognize that we're doing this why is it that it's still being done in like Jeff was talking about, the chemtrails holding the radiation in on the earth. If this is something that can be studied and, you know, we can we can see the effects of it, and yet it's still being done, right? And so it's just like, because I've seen planes fly where they didn't leave a trail. Like, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's the altitude or something like altitude. that, right? But it's just like, okay, well, then fly at a lower altitude or a higher altitude. Well... I mean, I, mean, I get it. You got to land at some point, well, but I mean, I like mean, flying higher also allows them to fly further using less gas. 
you know, there's sure a lot of different reasons. But I mean, yeah, I, well, I don't know what the altitude is for for these trails that are being made. But it's just like, you know, or say we make bigger planes. Like, right, we have the C five Galaxy in the military. I don't know if there is a civilian equivalent of that. But it is the, I think it's the biggest plane in the world, and it is absolutely enormous. And like, you can't comprehend the size of this plane without seeing pictures and even then it doesn't do justice you got to go stand next to one and be like oh my gosh this is the biggest flying thing i've ever seen in my life and you'd be right because it is but why don't we do less planes make and then you know all of them into c5 galaxies we can take ten thousand people at once to wherever they're gonna go and drop them off and then use ground transportation as hubs right I mean, there's there's things that we that can be done to to mitigate that sort of stuff, but yet, well, let me let me touch on this. Right? Let me touch on this because you make a good point. But this is what I was saying at the beginning: is the why, right? And I'm throwing up quotes sure. for people just listening. Is is the why? Do they do it? Why don't they do these things to mitigate? Blah 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 blah. It's the why, 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 and that's right. where the conspiracies come in. The reason that this, okay, so I'm the conspiracy guy, right? And the reason that it, it permeates through the conspiracy community is because of, like you were saying, with the natural state, like the state of emergency mm-hmm. situation. That's it, yeah, okay? thank you. <laughs> so you can look at, going back in history, you can look at any time that there was a state of emergency, that laws were passed, that infringed on people's freedoms, right? At least here in the States, because I know in other countries, that that's a foreign word, freedoms, right? But like, look at 9-11, for instance, right? State of emergency. And then you have you know, all the laws that went into like effect from the Patriot Act and mass surveillance and all these things. Okay. And that's just like one example, but the same thing is happening now. Or like what you were talking about with the last two years, right? Same thing, state of emergency, all Mm -hmm. these regulations and and whatever goes into effect. And they're doing the same thing now. This is why it's a conspiracy theory, quote unquote, because when you see the narrative being pushed so hard, and then they offer the solution. It's the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, dialectic. I talk about this all the time. It's the problem reaction solution. They, right? Let's just the lizard people. They create a problem, <laughs> right? They create a problem. They wait for your reaction, and then they offer you a pre-planned solution, something that they already had ready to go that will solve the problem that they created. And that's mm-hmm. the name of the game. It's, that's what happened with nine eleven. The Patriot Act was already written. They tried to get it through, didn't get it through. Oh, look, here's a disaster, state of emergency. Now let's get it through, right? And that's what people like me are seeing with the the climate change thing, okay? The, the problem is the money, the control, and all of that, and the fear-mongering. It's Agenda 20, well, it's Agenda 2030 now. It used to be called Agenda 21. <clears throat> now it's Agenda 2030. And then now people are aware of things like the World Economic Forum with the Great mm-hmm. Reset, Klaus Schwab saying things like you will own nothing and be happy, blah, 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 blah. It's all the same thing, okay? But the why is for control. Mm-hmm. The money is you know, irrelevant. I mean, it, it's relevant to some people. There's actually people who invest billions of dollars into things like fracking, for instance, okay, which will drain the aquifers under the ground, okay? They use so much water to do fracking. 
Okay. It will drain aquifers. It will turn an entire area into a freaking desert. They'll, the same people who fund that also fund cloud seeding for rain enhancement. So they will do the fracking, drain the aquifer, and then invest in cloud seeding to make it rain to try to fill the aquifers again. And it's just this vicious cycle of billions of dollars being made. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's just like one example of that. But um, I forget the other point that I was going to make about that, but you get the idea. But so here, here's like a, here's a good, this is what I was going to say. Um, project Skywater. Okay. There was a, a project that was done for like almost 30 years. Okay. And it was, uh, let me see. I got a note for it here. <clears throat> project Skywater atmospheric water resource management from 1961 to 1988. So almost 30 years they were doing this atmospheric water resource management. So they were determining, they again, right, the government, lizard people, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them, they were managing the water resource on the ground by doing different um, programs in the sky. Not just on the sky. They had ground-based cloud seeding, planes, all kinds of stuff. And they were managing the water resource. So now ask yourself, why is there a drought in California or anywhere else? If they know how to make it rain, and they've known how to make it rain since the 40s, 50s, 60s, it's not hard. I have an answer for that. You're, oh, you want to hear it? We'll spit it out. Okay. Um, basically, the reason is is because the uh, water excess water infrastructure was built in the 40s when California was about half the population or less. And people were pretty much in a few areas. And so water would go to those uh, areas, and then the excess water would be dumped into the ocean. And that hasn't been actually updated since the 40s. So we have 39 million people that live in California now all over the place. And all the excess water where usually were originally people didn't live, so it never went there. Um wouldn't or still doesn't go to those places it still gets dumped in the ocean so all the all the snowfall we get in the mountains because california i mean it's a desert at the bottom it's mountains on the top you know it's mountains on the right hand side uh you know sierra nevadas and stuff and then pacific ocean on the uh, west coast but you know we have a, a very wide range of climates and then as well as you know what the land looks like uh whatever the geographical word whatever anyway so but we get all kinds of snowfall all kinds of snowfall you know in the sierra nevadas and you know up north towards uh oakhurst and eureka and all these sorts of places Um, but then when it melts where you know and it goes down into the valley it just gets dumped into the ocean because you know they never revamped the structure so yes there's a you know reason for that could be changed and why doesn't it i don't know you know especially when the governor is is you know boasting that he has you know california has five billion dollars in excess taxes um why isn't that being fixed you know that's a a point to be made in itself um but then also yes there is i mean it rains in southern california it rained for we've been here for two years in ventura and it rained for two weeks last year and that was it 
so I'll I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why there's droughts in places when they know how to make it rain. Because they want people to move out of certain places. Again, this is the you agenda twenty <laughs> the agenda twenty thirty, right? And I don't want to turn this whole episode into Agenda 2030, but that's really what it is, right? They want people to not be in certain areas. So they you know, will push you, they'll push you out in a number of different ways. One of those ways is by creating significant droughts that last a decade or more in a certain area. So you don't want to live there. And the same goes for wildfires, right? And it's all connected. So you'll have this reduction of funding for uh, like undergrowth management, right? Where they go out and like clear brush to reduce the risk of, of wildfires, right? So they'll reduce that funding. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they will do a program that will reduce rainfall. And in the redu- the reduction of rainfall, them spraying chemtrails, they'll spray things like aluminum, which is a fire accelerant, which trickles down to the ground and a nanoparticulate level, okay? And people have done tests. That's just the way. It, people have found high levels of aluminum in areas where there's heavy spraying and that's an accelerant. So it's dry. There's an accelerant, right? Now you have tons of wildfire, right? Tons of fuel, all that stuff. So that's just one example of like the why to push you out of a certain area. Okay. But like China, for instance, right? So China, like there's a bunch of articles, anybody can look it up, but China's making all kinds of weather control systems. One of them's double the size of France. Okay just between all of the different, you know, ground-based and all this, double the size of France. There's an article, uh, China needs more water, so it's building a rain-making network three times the size of Spain, right? So they're, they're dedicating huge swaths of land to create more rain to get more water. So it's definitely possible. It's definitely doable. Just recently, a lot of people listening to this might be aware that Dubai made it rain, right? They had like this whole like thing. Just, were, like making it rain? They were, yeah, they were firing uh, like electrical pulses into the atmosphere that was creating rain in Dubai. Okay. So, yeah, there should be no droughts. Ferraris in Dubai. All right. There should be no droughts. (laughs) There should be no hurricanes hitting because we can steer those. Okay. There should be no wildfires because we can make it rain. Like all Mm -hmm. these things go in together. So, yeah, the the why is definitely like we were talking about. It's all controlled. Like Israel and desalinating the water you know, <clears throat> right so much coastline this is the why I so money, money, money. i'm just gonna read off a few patents okay there's a long list of patents but i'm just gonna read a few all right and i'm gonna give you the years of when they were made 1891 patent method for producing rainfall okay 1934 patent Airplane spray equipment. 1949, aerial discharge device. 1950, method of crystal formation and precipitation. 1951, process for controlling weather. All right. And the li- again, the list goes on and on. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I could literally just scroll down here and stop and just put my mouse somewhere. Oh, look at that. I just happened to stop well, on 1991 stratospheric wells box eating for reduction of global warming. So, well, okay. You, anyone can file a patent, you know? Sure. You pay you pay that office whatever fee you got your patent. You know, just because you have a patent doesn't mean that anyone ever did anything with it. I would, I would even go as far as to say that you know a large a majority of what's in the patent office is just shit that's just sitting there 
no one has any intention of trying to use for anything. But I mean, that's not necessarily uh, concrete proof, you know. No, I understand and I agree. But let's let's just use the stratospheric wells box seating because that's the one that I landed on. I just clicked on it. So this patent was developed by Hughes Aircraft Company and it was given to Raytheon. All right, now we're all familiar with Raytheon, right? Mm-hmm. Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, yeah. they, they, they have like the biggest contracts in the world for military and, and all kinds of stuff. All right. It's a lifetime, uh, lifelong patent. There's no expiration on the patent. Raytheon holds that patent. Okay. And you can look in certain places, right? NASA owns a lot of these patents. So I live right next to NASA. I'm literally eight miles or some shit from NASA. Right. And Ooh, I see... Close. I, yeah, wait, I'm watching them, bro. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to keep an eye on these motherfuckers. <laughs> um, dude, yeah. I see so much spraying in my area. So much spraying in my area. Okay. But like, let's... In, in Florida, that can have so many meanings. I just got to say. <laughs> You're not They're wrong. Like spraying for mosquitoes down the street. And he's like, duck gang chemtrails. <laughs> You're not wrong, dude. But That's here's the worst, like, getting stuck behind those. Oh, my God. Ugh. Here's some of the uh, the things in the stratospheric wells box seating that, that Raytheon holds. Um, aluminum oxide is sprayed. Thorium oxide is sprayed. Okay. Refractory metal. Uh, refractory materials. So any types of thin metallic or anything that's refractory, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, barium. There's a bunch, just a bunch of different chemicals and shit that they're spraying out of these, just in one patent. So, again, chemtrails are real. That's what that is. It's literally a chemtrail. Okay, I just want to uh, go ahead and clarify my point at the very beginning when I was talking about chemtrails being bullshit. I'm not saying. Here we go. I'm not. Saying, <laughs> I, this is me just clarifying. No, 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 no. This ain't no backpedaling. <laughs> this is me clarifying my stance. Okay, when I say the chemtrails people say that are in the sky that are just there for all day long, it has to be chemicals or whatever causing that. I'm saying that's bullshit. I've already said that I do believe that that they're, uh, you know, experimenting with a weather modification, you know, in whatever form that may be. And one of those forms is obviously going to be spraying chemicals out of an aircraft. I mean... If if I you know had to take a, a guess you know how they're doing that the most obvious or most logically sensible way of doing that is spraying a chemical out of an aircraft flying in the sky. I mean that's where all the weather's happening. You know, uh, you know. I'm not so I I just I just want to go ahead and clarify that it's just the you know chemtrails behind commercial airliners and all that BS. I don't I'm saying that's all bullshit. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so... I have the answer. What's the point, then? Okay, so we, we've we talked about it before. The point of what? And I, well, I'll get into it. So we've talked about it before, right? So if the point of this is some sort of... Like Jeff was just talking about, to move people out of certain areas to, like, you know, you maybe, know, but... like, lessen where people are spread out to. And I would imagine that would be for some sort of control thing. But I've talked about it before, and I think that it you'll all probably agree with me. Maybe not Wes, but <laughs> 10 people controlling 100 people is doable. 
10 people controlling a thousand people is more difficult. 10 people controlling a million people is like impossible almost. Right. So it's just like, you'd have to have a tremendous amount of fear. So, okay. The goal is depopulation or, you know, keeping people in a smaller area or something like that. Right. Making people move out of say California, because it's just a, a, you know, hellacious wasteland, whatever. <laughs> but why would it take so long and just being like, Oh, we're spraying these chemicals into the sky and stuff like that. And maybe giving us all, you know, various forms of cancer over a long period of time, like so much more stuff can be done so much more quickly. And we've seen it throughout history of just a government deciding, Hey, everyone with brown hair, sorry, you got to go or something like that. Right. Pick your standard and just deciding we're going to eliminate you people and you know, the rest of you are going to live, but you're going to live in impoverished conditions. You're not going to own anything and you're going to be happy about it because you're going to be alive. And that's pretty much it, right? What would be the point of taking so dang long at this? Because I mean, we're still, we're still making more people, right? I don't believe that, I don't believe that money is a huge factor. I think it's more about control. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to say that money, like paper money, is so important when in New York, the they literally have like all of the world's gold seven stories down inside of, you know, underneath a building in New York. It's like, okay, so you have all this money, you know, okay, whatever. I think it's more just about power and control. And if the idea is to reduce population or depopulate or whatever it is, and to gain this control, then why wait? Why draw it out? Why not just do it, right? Who's going to stop, you know, what's been for a really long time, the world's most powerful military, if they just decide or the government just decides, hey, we're going to kill everyone with green shirts today. I think Kenzar has an answer. No, I don't know if I can necessarily answer that. But as you guys are talking, all I can think of, specifically when you're saying you, you we're doing things to make people move out of that area. This is the second year in a row where a small town in the province of British Columbia has gone on fire. It completely damn near wiped out the entire town mm -hmm. last year and now they're taking out now there's a wildfire that's practically wiping out the rest of that town that entire town is just forest area it's just surrounded by trees and listening to shadow band i've heard of different theories of we're trying to force people into the cities so that's that's what's been going through my head as you guys are talking about all this we're and i'm relating it to what's going on in my area and we're just trying to we're forcing people into these cities and we're making these cities almost like human farms mm -hmm. yeah the, the one of the biggest um pieces of the agenda 30 uh, 2030 thing is the smart cities initiative that's what it's called the smart cities initiative and by moving people into smart cities there is the ability to have super good mass surveillance and resource management on paper it sounds like a good idea for the most part okay everybody lives in these smart cities we can reduce emissions you know your your footprint 
your carbon footprint's going to be smaller, you know, but you, you have to be dealing with all of these surveillance and these rules, uh, geofencing, which is something I talk about a lot, right? So there's just much more ability to control people that are crammed into a smart city than it is to control a bunch of freaking rednecks living out in the boonies, right? So that's like a big part of it is the smart cities initiative. And to answer your question, Jake, like why would you take so long to do it? Well, really they're not taking that long in the grand scheme of things. It may seem like that for us because we we have these, you know, hundred year lifespans, if that, if you're lucky, right? Mm-hmm. But this kind of um, fear and indoctrination takes place over multiple generations. So they've spent the last close to a hundred years, right? Letting everybody know like, Hey man, we're this, this global warming or this climate change situation is going to be a huge deal. It's going to devastate everybody. We're all going to be affected all this stuff. So, okay. My grandparents probably didn't give a shit. My parents, they might've gave a shit a little bit, you know, our generation, a lot of people definitely care kids who are like 10 right now, right? And they're like learning about this in in grade school. When they get to be our age, when they're in their 30s and 40s, they're going to be 100% down, dude. If the government's like, yo, listen, we all got to get into the smart city because we are just wreaking havoc on the planet. Nobody's going to push back. So it's a multi-generational thing of indoctrination to get people afraid enough to fall in line. Most people would rather be or at least have the sense of safety and security than freedom. I think we've all heard that before. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where it is. And it's happening quick, even though it might take them a hundred years to do it. It's happening quick in the grand scheme of things. What Wes, what? I just want to know when are we get in mega cities and judges? <laughs> I was actually thinking, which one of you guys sent that video of the mirrored city? To the group chat. I saw That's that. what was going through my head as you were talking about that. <clears throat> I saw I have a uh, Judge Dredd up in this bitch. Oh, I don't know. You know, what's interesting is that I listen... Well, I don't anymore because I went through all of them. But I was listening to a Christian post-apocalyptic series. Um, well, an author, Mark Goodwin, on Audible. And he put out a book, book series five years ago maybe that i kind of listened to all of them it didn't take left very behind. long it was you know no no, no not left behind it's Stephen it's way King. more post-apocalyptic it's basically like the end times but in several different scenarios of what could happen right whether it's economic collapse or an invasion that happens from another country it's pretty much centered around the united states but he it's interesting because in in his books they bring about things like this right they talk about you know he he actually researches i don't know who he's going through for his sources but he talks about a lot of things that we see um where you can actually like look it up be like oh what is this and it's an actual like government project or whatever it is but in i believe one of these series that came out about five years ago the antichrist was coaxing people into the smart cities literally that's what they call them to receive the mark of the beast, right? To get implanted with the microchip to be controlled. But if they came to these smart cities, they would not face any punishment. Like if they got caught outside of them, 
where they would be harshly disciplined, executed, whatever it was, or given the chance to join. And if not, they were executed, but also they were fed ish. Um, they were allowed to work somewhat, you know, they had limited little itty bitty amounts of things they could do. Um, but basically it was like, we're going to protect you and keep you safe. And this is where the internet's at. And this is where all this stuff is at. And it was, it was really interesting. So hearing Jeff talk about that, the smart city initiative, like, it's just like, huh, you know, that's interesting because I couldn't tell you, and I know a lot of these plans have been in place for a little bit, especially the last couple of years. I've heard of a lot of them, like agenda 2030 and everything like that. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you if like that was something that was super, you know, if I had heard about that five years ago, you know, I'm sure it's in this book. So someone, you know, he probably did, but it's just, it's, it's interesting, right? That this is, uh-huh. this is basically the fictional way that he put it out there inside of his writing of just like what the government would utilize this. And in this circumstance, it was like the one world order had already taken place. The United Nations was everywhere. You know, the peacekeepers had come through and, and had taken people's freedoms, their, their firearms, all these sorts of things. And they were trying to keep people in line. Um, and the way to do that was to keep people inside of these walled cities where they could be monitored, photographed, controlled, their spending could be controlled. What they did with their, uh, their time could be controlled you know, everything like that. So it was, it was really interesting. So, you know, and listening to that, when I listened to it, which was last year, you know, I was doing a ton of driving, going to Fresno all the time, visiting the folks and everything like that. And it was just, you know, like, oh, that's ridiculous. But then here we are a year later and we're talking about this and Jeff's, you know, kind of giving us the idea of what this whole thing is. I'm just like, dang, <laughs> you know, when was this book written? Think about this. So in China right now, <clears throat> um, they have social credit score systems. Right, yeah, like the Black so, Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, literally, it's like a Black Mirror movie, right? Now, it's not like super advanced yet, I don't think, but it, it is in place in China and in other places as well. But that's usually like the go-to example. They have these social credit score systems. So we we actually kind of have that now, even here in the States. We have something called ESG, right? It's environmental social governance scores that companies follow, right? So that's when a company can say, oh, we're you know carbon neutral. Right. So they get uh, benefits from the government, whether it's tax breaks or other incentives. Some, sometimes the government even gives them money for having like a good ESG score. OK, mm-hmm. so you can kind of extrapolate that out and be like, OK, so what's going to happen in 10 years or 20 years with these ESG scores? It's not just going to be for Amazon and Walmart to have these ESG scores. It's going to be for us as well. So depending on what your carbon footprint is, your social credit score will be high or low. Okay, now they're not going to call it a social credit score probably because that's a very uh, red flag term for a lot of people who are awake to this kind of thing, but it will be a form of that that happens. And in doing that, you won't be able to go and let's say buy the things you want to buy because your ESG, social credit score, whatever is too low. So you need to calm down, Jake. All right. Hmm. You had one too many, (laughs) one too many steaks. Okay. You ate too many steaks this month. You, you're cut off, bro, until next month. It's like a I mean, food I got, stamp card. Yeah. Okay. Truck, uh, SUV, two motorcycles, about to build a third. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you're done, dude. I'm, you're I'm done. Hell yeah, they're brother. Gonna, they're going to throw your ass in the FEMA camp, dude, real Smoke quick. But briskets and pork shoulders. Oh, yeah. So, I'm so doomed. Keep talking dirty. <laughs> so oh. anybody 
everybody should do this. Okay. Everybody listening to this should go on whatever browser you're using and just type the words smart city initiative. And you'll see that this is a real thing. I mean, I typed it in, right? And my results are, I'll just read a few of them to you. Long Beach, California, smart city initiative. The next one is dc.gov, DC smart city initiative. The next one is smart cities initiatives around the world are making life easier. Hmm. Orlando, city of Orlando, smart city initiative. San Diego, smart city sustainability, blah, 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 blah. It just goes on and on and on and on. So that's the goal. The goal is put everybody in a smart city, mass surveillance, reduce carbon footprints by everybody, and tie them to some form of digital ID, which is also being funded by people like Bill Gates, ID 2020, it's a digital ID, ID everybody in the world, it's a digital ID, and attach that to your personal ESG score and your credit score. And they're doing this, going back to weather modification, by creating the problem or exacerbating the problem at very least on purpose waiting for our reaction which is where that's the phase we're in now we're in phase two reaction we're all reacting climate's fucked up people are protesting esg scores for corporations the whole nine yards and we're we're right on the edge of phase three here's the solution the solution is smart city initiative i don't doubt that they're trying to get us into these smart cities you know but i think it's it's for different there's different motives behind it i mean you guys have brought up that you think it's more to do with control rather than money right but Mm -hmm. i think in them getting pushing us in this direction where they want us to just you know consume as much as possible and that's like whether it's food uh media news you know all that that's how they're going to control us by you know making us believe that we need all these different things that we need to worry about all these different things that we uh need to be you know think oh this is more important than this or whatever it's all part of them their agenda to push us in a direction where we want more from them we got to fix and they have what we want you know and it's more greed based you know because the more they make us want to con- continue c- to consume, the more we're going to pay them, you know, the more money they're going to make. And in turn, uh, a byproduct of that is control. I think it's it's more in that order rather than control. And this is how they're doing it, you know, and money is just like a byproduct of that. Well, at some at some point, you can't buy anything else, right? Well, you think it makes a lot of sense. And I definitely agree with that. And I I think that most of like the because most of this greed system that you're kind of referring to is being propagated by corporations. Right. Now, I'm not one of these like fuck all the corporations, but that's the reality of the situation. But fuck most of them. Yeah, fuck most of them. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I'm not like I'm not like an activist out here, like protesting corporations. Right. But like, you know, they um the heads of these corporations, most of them, I'm sure some of them are aware of the bigger picture, but most of them mm-hmm. are uh, motivated by greed and money. But they, right, right they uh, know this and they are utilizing that as a way to get to the end goal. So you'll have people like Jeff Bezos, who's like the second richest man in the world, making billions of dollars <laughs> off of Amazon, 
right? Everybody shops on Amazon. I don't care who Screw you are unless you live in a guy. fucking cave, right? I we do, all... even though I try my best not to. But sometimes, me too, dude. Sometimes. I rag on it all the time, but once in a while, I'm like, damn, I need that thing and the Amazon. Like, I, uh, I no can have it next day, right? Uh, you know, so this like one time won't hurt. But does Jeff Bezos truly understand the end goal that we'll be living under some form of like digital AI? I think run? so. He might. That might be a bad example, but you I get mean, what I'm saying. I mean, anyone that's in that position where they have literally fucked the entire planet money, you know, not just fuck you money. They got fucked the entire planet money. Uh, you know, they I imagine in my mind, they have this grand idea in their head of what, you know, society should be like. And <gasps> wait a minute. That, sounds that idea scares me. That sounds huh? quite conspiratorial there, Wes. That well, idea hey, scares me. Hey, I, I have I'm, a I'm like a, there, too. I'm like an onion. The, the more layers you peel back, the more you discover We're gonna get to about that core one day. Bro. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get to the more he burns your eyes. We're going to get to that uh, chocolatey <laughs> center of the Tootsie Pops. Ooh, How many the best part, baby. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I imagine in their mind, they have their own vision of what they think society should be, right? And they know, they have to know that their business, Amazon, is a huge influence on the entire world, you know, without a doubt. You know, if you look at the conditions that Amazon work, warehouse workers and deliverers, drivers, all that, the conditions they work in, which is so shitty, like they know that if that person decides to quit, they will have another person in that spot the same day. And they could literally care less. They're going to continue to push you know, their product and at everyone's expense for their own agenda, for their own gains, you know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, even though I think I do believe Elon Musk has his aspirations are true at heart, but there is obviously financial gain and power he can gain through that at the same time, you know, like Neuralink, you know, I think, I mean, honestly, I see stuff like that that's just a given it's just a matter of time you know if 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 corporations are able to direct inject you know their bullshit in our head we're going to get there it's going to be an episode uh, of futurama yeah so, so, you know it's going to be a cyberpunk dystopian future i'd you rather know, be we're 100 percent have someone we're put a microchip inside of me i mean there's a hundred i mean so I, I'm not going to lie. If I was in a position where if I could get like some kind of cybernetic implant that would like a, up my quality of life day to day, even with just small things, I'd be like, hey, hit me up. Like, well, that's how I'm they down. get you. That's how they get you. And that's yeah. how they get you with everything. Right. And, and, you know, of course, yeah, let's just use Neuralink for an example. Like the first iterations of it. Yeah, of course, it can be great, man. Help people who have you know, physical disabilities and all kinds of things, and it will enhance their lives so that they can live more normally. Great. I'm all about it, dude. No problem. But what happens when we get to like version 15, version 20 of Neuralink, where now people are getting it just so they're connected. I mean, the next iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's, a, I don't know. And, and it goes like that for all the things, right? So, you know, once we live you in these get smart your cities, debit card in your hand now. People do it. Yeah, it's already like, a thing. what the fuck? It's I, all. I don't know thing. if I go that far. Maybe I don't know. 
used to say. Well, you know, Neuralink's, <laughs> Neuralink's even worse because it'll be tapped into your nervous system. So you'll be able to just like lay in bed. That's the whole idea of the metaverse and all the other things that you will own nothing and be happy. Let's let's be honest. We're we're pretty much at that point already without having it integrated into our body already, right? Literally, your phone is always listening to you. Your your microphone on your computer is always listening to you. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter who you are, what country you're in. It doesn't matter. Something somewhere is always listening. And it's and the thing is, this is this also uh, reinforces my belief that it's more about money and wanting people to consume more uh, rather than it just being a form of control. I think control is just a byproduct is that you could be like there's times where I'm talking to, with the wife and we're like, oh, you know what? we should maybe get one of these things for our dog, like a new dog bed, a certain type of dog bed or whatever. Then all of a sudden that ad is popping up on our phone, on Facebook, on Google, whatever recommended, you name it, whatever, whatever you're using. doesn't even matter. Honestly, it's freaking everywhere. You're going to have ads targeted directly at you about these products. And you'll see 10 different ones from different companies or whatever. You know, that's what reinforces my belief that it's more about the greed side of it, the money, you know, and how yeah. these people and corporations can get more of it. Well, I agree. I agree with you. I just think that there's another goal behind that goal. I think that that I think we're like in a in a beta test in a sense right now. Right. Mm-hmm. That we're testing out all the listening devices and the watching devices so that we can market and the billionaires can make more billions. And now they're on board too, because they're just worried about their profits, right? Boom, boom, boom. Everything's great. A couple of decades of that. And then they're going to be like, okay, wait, we're going to use this technology to make sure that you're not farting, right? Because of the CO2. Damn. You know what I mean? Like be shit out of luck. That's the, that's the end goal, right? And again, it, <laughs> the, the, the weather modification ties back to that because that will be the crisis, right? Mm-hmm. There always has to be an invisible enemy, right? That whether it's A communism, guy. terrorism, viruses, the climate, there's like an invisible enemy that nobody can really do anything about, but everybody's scared. So we just give in. We can sell you the uh, thing that'll help you deal with it better. That too. You know, Jeff, do you talk about Project Veritas at all on Shadowband? Uh, we we mention it from time to time because I mean, they but... I can't remember where they're they're from, but there was a journalist that they leaked. They got on video talking about the pandemic. And he said, after after the hype dies down from the pandemic, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to focus on climate change as the next emergency. They said that like last year. And here we are talking about climate change. Like it's the, like the earth is going to catch on fire today. Right. And it's just like, I told you they they pushed it back in the mid to late two thousands and then it disappeared. And all of a sudden it's a big thing again. And I think that everything is connected. Um, as far as, you know how many times I've heard the conversation about what superpower you would have if you could or special ability or like superhuman strength or all these sorts of things in my lifetime but like especially in the last like five years and that's because you know what's the most popular one of the most popular franchises 
in the world right now, and that's Marvel, right? All these superheroes running around um, doing their own thing. And, you know, the idea of like, oh, you could get bionic legs that, you know, you could run faster than anyone else or whatever it is, right? I think that it's it's all conditioning to get people to be more acceptant, uh, for it to be more of more of an acceptable idea of like getting something implanted into you that maybe you can be connected. You won't need your phone anymore because it'll be in your head, right? Or something like that. And or it's even like, CRISPR technology, like edit your genes so that right, you can... Right. You know, something, something crazy. Um, you know, the response of the uh, state of emergency type stuff, you know, what are people willing to just allow to go away because there's a emergency, right? And whatever that looks like, whether that was the pandemic or whether that was a hurricane or a tornado or a big earthquake, you know, whatever it is, what are people willing to just say, well, the government has my best interest in mind and just allow to have happened to them um, because of a state of emergency. I think that it's all tied in. It's all connected that it's just, you know, let's see what people do with this and let's see what people do with that. Let's see what people do with this so that when they come to agenda 2030 or whatever it is, I agree that we're people in general. I'm not going to say we, because I'm not down, but people in general are so conditioned into the idea that, they're the cause of the ozone breaking apart that they're meat eating or they're, um, you know, gardening outside or whatever it is, their self, uh, self-sufficiency, their driving is you. the cause that they must change their lifestyles. That the idea of having some sort of superhuman ability or, you know, being better than we are now, the next stage of our evolution is so appealing to people because it's what they've seen on TV through Hollywood movies and stuff over the last, you know, 10 years, by that time, 20 years, you know, whatever, that, you know, all this sort of stuff, it's just like, it's going to just come to this head where, the next best thing is going to come out and people are going to be scratching and clawing and biting at the bit to get that next thing, right? Or to move into that city. Meanwhile, me and my wife are looking at Wyoming as an option after I get out of the Navy. But it's just like, you know, because I, I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. And I just want to be out there, right? Left alone. But I'll be one of those people, <laughs> one of those rednecks out in the out in the sticks being like, you ain't taking my freedoms. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's just like, but I think it's, it's all, I think that's the control thing. It's that right now it's money because it's all a money system, just pumping all these ideas and, you know, whatever, innovation, technology, movies, you know, blah, blah, all that stuff. But eventually it will be straight up, you know, do this or or else sort of stuff. Mr. West, do you have something to say about this? I was going to say, brother, we're already there. We're already there. Uh, you know, we are we are 100% on the path to be, you know, end up like the movie Wall-E, where the earth has just become a, a desolate wasteland full of all of our waste. And we just said, you know what? Let's just get... With a one get, world government. Get the fuck out of here. You know, <laughs> we don't need to worry about the, the earth. Um, we're already there. The other day, uh, I saw I had some YouTube record recommendations for that movie, Idiocracy, and I remember watching that movie. I love back, that movie. I remember watching that movie back uh, in like the first couple of years that I was in the Navy. 
I, I ended up seeing it. And I watched it once and I've hated it ever since. I've never wanted to watch it again because I was like, we're already heading in that direction. And ever since then, every year I see us getting closer and closer and we're like, we're almost there right now. You know, that movie like hit the hand, hit the nail on the head. So, so, you know, accurately <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, you know, the Simpsons, uh, time travel. It, we're, we're there. We're, we're already there. It's, it's just mind blowing. And I hate, like, it was a great movie. I'll admit, but like, I just hate it because it's so true. You know, I don't want to live in that world. Like, it's depressing in a way, you know? You won't. I've never seen that movie before. I have to watch it. Yeah, I've never even oh heard God. of that movie. So what? I'm going to have to. Watch I've it. heard about it. I've, Dude, never, seen it. I've Jeff, never heard of that. Man. Nope. <laughs> um, I, I wanted I mean, to say, though. Go ahead. I was just going to say, watch it, but it's going to be depressing. Because you're literally Both things I mean, are nowadays. When you see when you see uh President Camacho, <laughs> you're gonna be like, Holy shit, this really is happening. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. Um, that movie. There's, oh, but there's so much shit. there's so many movies and instances oh. like that. Like I was watching yeah. a clip from uh Monty Python's Life of Brian today. I love, and oh, when that man, movie that came movie. out early nineties, late eighties. And we, this is that was, done on purpose, man. Wasn't that the one in the beginning that the two office buildings become like pirate ships and they're battling each other? Or is that no? That's no. That's the no. Monty Python's the meaning of life. Yeah, Never life mind. of Brian is uh, is about a guy that keeps getting mistaken for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the whole Stan saying that he wants to be called Loretta now, and that was like <laughs> a, that's like a thirty year old movie, and it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and like all yeah. the arguments are the exact same, and I was just like, Monty Python's so good, but it's just like, well, we see that all the time, right? And so that's why I think that it's all, it's all connected, you know, whether it's for the good or for the bad or whatever the situation is. I think that it's all connected, and it's all just kind of going straight to that point. You were saying though, it's it's all about the control. I don't think it's necessarily, it is about the control, but it's not. They've created a trust with us. We trust them. I cannot tell you how many people I, I know them. that sit there and go, I hate the government. Screw those guys. Everything they do for us is bad. But then go ahead and put on the mask, for example. You're, you're just complying with that control, right? And it, we've, they've created a trust with us. And despite the fact that we all stand here and say we don't trust them, we trust them. Well, what are you supposed to do? I mean, they made collecting rainwater to be illegal you can't even get away from it without facing some sort of a crime and getting thrown in jail for not obeying the system oh, we they, could gave, go down they gave us no choice that. on the trust we Ugh. we we have to they created the trust by a f means of force we we were forced to trust them because they put in all these laws and whatnot right in most we're places you can't even put an addition onto your own home that you might own flat out without being fined and if you don't pay the fine you'll go to jail like you literally <sighs> can't do anything like there's literally a million things i could say about this particular subject oh my god i'm sure mm -hmm. i'm sure what we does it all have to do with could... chemtrails <laughs> yeah and why are there modifications i mean i mean i think maybe we could say this for another episode because i could i mean i was gonna say earlier we're we definitely going down literally 
you know, I'm sorry to say it, but going down an infinite rabbit hole right now. Where it's right one thing has led. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's going to wish he was here for it, you know, but. Uh, yep. Yeah, this could be a 12-hour episode. Oh, my God. Off Easy. Of the trail that Easy. we're going on. But, uh, you know, again, just to get back to the weather modification, because I know we're coming up to the time here. So, like, <laughs> that that's the whole point. You know, and I've said this already like eight times on this episode, you know, you exacerbate and or create the problem, which would be climate change, so that you can utilize that problem to, inst- you know, instate new laws, new regulations, new control, right? All the stuff in between, the money, the... Yes, of course. The pollution's terrible. Yes, of course. But there is like an agenda happening. And this weather modification is a big part of what we're going to see next in, you know, the control mechanism that's happening. So, and then, you know, we can even play the word game, man. I mean, like, and I say this all the time, dude, like the television, the tell I vision, right? The programming, it is literally programming you. The word emergency, it is. emergent C, emerging control. Right. It's like they use the emergency. Right. As a as an excuse. I'm not glad I didn't see that coming. I like that. I'm using that. It sounds ridiculous, dude. But like (laughs) there is something to the power of of words and like the word magic that I call it. Right. That they use. They use these words that we speak all the time and we have no idea what like underlying message is being spoken that we don't even understand. Right. Now, the emergency thing that I just made that up, but like <laughs> that was smooth as hell. I'm not gonna go and lie. I was Thank trying you. to figure it out. I was like, that doesn't. No, that was really sense. good, actually. <laughs> I was like, where's the like And I was like, <sighs> you're welcome. I but did yeah, no, really like that. <laughs> you know, it, it's all connected. But anyways, so we're. I, I feel like we're at the end. I could go on for freaking. I didn't even get to like half the shit that I was gonna talk about because we just kind of like. I don't think that you had. Stay tuned for part three. You know, th- this is this is the way. Jeff seems to do these sorts of things is he'll say <laughs> five things, five sentences that are crazy off the wall and just start this divisive, like he's going to sit back and hear us argue amongst each other. And then we get two hours into it and he's like, yeah, what do you guys think about that episode? And it's like, well, I want to punch Wes in the face. But other than that, and he's just like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. This is how his TikTok lives go, too. He literally, there's one guy who keeps going and he just watches for those comments and and just keeps commenting and always just, all he has to do is say no and everybody goes off on Jeff. His notes that he's looking at right now are five bullet points. And he's like, I'm going to say the first three right off the bat. It's going to piss him off and freak him out. And then once the conversation starts dying, I'm going to throw in there. Oh, my God. Oh, but then the, the warm temperatures so are great for reptiles. And then it's just going to ramp back Ugh. up again. And That's he's exactly like, anyway. Like, That's and how he's going to call us all crazy. And I just literally bullet point it out. I bullet point <laughs> dude, and then I put a link dude. to something. And I'm like, here's the bullet point. Here's the resource. Spot and on, it. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going to gaslight the conversation. He... Every time it starts lulling out, he's going to be like, and then they're going to put microchips in your brain, and then it's like, ah, going to freak out again. That's how you do it, man. It's easy. You don't need to pull a Jeremy and write a 49-page freaking presentation, Jeremy. You All just you need, need a, controversy. You just need a couple right. of <laughs> Oh, shit. Controversy. Uh, oh, controversial statement. Of the emergent control. Ah, ah. <laughs> well, freak out. The next time I do a weather modification episode – um. Because there really is things that I didn't even bring up, and I don't want to just be here forever. Tuesday, stay tuned for part three. Yeah, uh, next time we'll get into 
some of the other programs and some of the other ways, because this is the second time now that we've talked about chemtrails for like a good portion of this. But I think the point has been driven that, yes, like Wes is saying, they're not all chemtrails. Like, that's ridiculous. But do they exist? Yes. So I think maybe we can agree, like we can meet in the middle there, right? Like, okay, they exist, but it's not all the trails we see. Mm -hmm. What's the purpose? Who knows? We can speculate. Yes, we are definitely docking right now, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, bro. Anyways, that's all I got, guys. So if you guys have any other final words, (laughs) now's the time. I have a a little bit of a funny theory here. I figured out... I figured out why the ocean levels are rising because we're making, no, we're making giant ice blocks and dropping them in the ocean to cool the water down, which is rising the water up. Hello. Well, actually that's a good point. (laughs) Uh, We do use ionospheric heaters and bounce the, microwaves whatever waves they are off trying to make a joke guys I well no it's not a joke it's legit oh god we just had 45 minutes to this yeah they actually do that that's a thing i think it's the trash island the bigger that the trash island goes the more water displacement and they were like oh my gosh it's gone up a millimeter it's like yeah but we've added 50 billion tons of trash into the uh into the ocean of course i was just trying to make a futurama joke okay well, you know what, guys? You guys, you know what? Good joke. Yeah. We got real much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, is everybody good? Did everybody get that off their chest? Are we good? Can we shut this down? No, I'm not good. <sighs> We're yeah. gonna re- record the next episode on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know what the next episode is. Yeah, apparently, it's gonna be yours. Part three: Weather modification. Oh no, no, I need, t- I need time. I need time. No, you said you're ready. Okay. We'll do it. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, bro. Get a Anyways, guest on that knows a lot we'll about this live. so we can scream at him. We'll do, yeah, live <laughs> live studio audience. Yeah. No, live. That's studio. a listen, audience. We're done here. We're done here, people. Done. Okay. Watch the sky. Stop breathing in the chemtrails. Okay. Good luck, Don't though. move into the smart city. Yeah, good that. luck. I don't know, dude. That's not my problem. Like I said, good luck. <laughs> and that's when Jeff's like, and if you need something to stop breathing these chemtrails, I sell masks on my store, and <laughs> he's part you of the system. Get your infinite rabbit hole mask today. <laughs> you can no, actually. But I do yeah. sell silver-lined uh, clothing for <laughs> yeah, all of your does. 5G protective needs. So, Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, okay, so now we know what the next one's going to be. This guy's about to get wrecked with 5G. Oh, right? my God. You just volunteered again, Wes. I already know what I'm doing. So as soon as I hang up this call, I'm... Man, Wes, you it. just keep setting yourself up for these things. Hey, hey, you know what? Let's do it. I mean, this for it. I think this That's was a great episode. I, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All righty. This has been another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook on our group. It has the Infinite Rabbit Hole label, but it's uh, black, and it's just Infinite Rabbit Hole. If you go on to InfiniteRabbitHole.com, you can find all of our social medias. You can find the links to our merch shop. Thank you so much, Jeff, for coming in here and gaslighting us for two hours. Um, Literally. <laughs> it's been it's been a blast. Um not certain what the next episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole is going to be, but we look forward to seeing you at the path of it. Uh, whatever it may be, we hope we don't disappoint, and we're going to all have the same amount of fun as usual as we get um, berated by Jeff. 
<laughs> but anyway, this has been a, another episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. Bye. 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 There we go.